make us start all over. <laughs> and uh, so, Derek, if you'd like to put up our slide. So welcome to the meeting today. And uh, I am going to say uh, a little prayer. And if you'd like to all uh, mute yourselves, um, except for um, myself, uh, I won't mute <laughs> for obvious reasons. So if the rest of you could mute and we'll start the service. So let's pray together today. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. As we come to this time of Easter and remember his great sacrifice for us, we thank you that today we can share communion as we remember his body given up on the cross for us, his blood shed for us. And we thank you, Lord, for the amazing fact of the salvation that you freely have offered to us and your grace that has brought us to know you and to know your love and forgiveness. Lord, we worship you today. We praise you and we honor you as our Lord and King and Master. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now we're going to go into our breakout groups and share your favorite poem uh, with those. Well, good. Uh, well, I hope you had a good time. And uh, we now have a chance to share any birthdays or anniversaries. Um, I mean, dependent on Derek here to say if anybody is... Judy, Judith Vickers and Rosemary. Oh, and Rosemary. And Rosemary. Yes. We, had our, we, had our 50, we had our 57th wedding anniversary on Saturday. Oh, oh that's lovely. Right. Wow. And we had, our, we had our 56th on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> 56 and 57 and Rosemary and Judith. So spirits and Harvey's, and I haven't the foggiest how we're going to sing this, but <laughs> Margaret, let's... Um, what was it, uh, was it Judy's birthday? Sorry, Judith. 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 Did you just have... Did I say... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we're all going to sing together. It'll be a complete mishmash of funny sounds, but Margaret's piano, if you'd like to lead us off, Margaret. Singing, yes. <laughs> I, I, it sounded to me as though you couldn't hear me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could hear you all right. We could. We could hear you. All fine. 
Anyway, uh, well done, everybody. Um, and congratulations to our 56 and 57 year old marriages and uh, Judith and. Um, oh, just, uh, just Judith. Just Judith uh, for uh, achieving another birthday. Right. Um, we now move on to a, a, a response. And um, could we all now mute? Um, uh, apart from Rita. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now I'm going to ask Claire to unmute as she uh, leads into this song that uh, Gordon has chosen for today. Right, yes. So um, Horatio G. Spafford, who wrote um, this hymn, was a sincere and devout Christian. He was the father of four daughters, an active member of the Presbyterian Church and a loyal friend and supporter of D.L. Moody and other evangelical leaders of his day. In November 1873, Spafford decided to take his entire family to Europe from States for a vacation, intending also to assist Moody in his evangelistic work. Spafford was unexpectedly detained in Chicago due to urgent business um, concerns, but he decided to send his family aboard the SS Vielder Havre as scheduled. Midway through the transatlantic voyage, the ship was struck by the English vessel Loch Erne and eventually foundered. Spafford's four daughters, Anna, Maggie, Bessie and Tanetta, were among the 226 who perished in the aftermath. Mrs. Spafford, one of the few who were spared, sent her husband the heartbreaking telegram, saved alone. Spafford immediately sailed for England to join his grief-stricken wife. As his ship passed the approximate location where his daughters had drowned, his deep sorrow mingled with his unwavering faith in God's goodness caused him to compose this hymn. Thank you, Claire. Can I, can I add something, please? Because... Uh... Yes. Uh, with, with great, uh, Jerry has actually uh, missed out part of the story. Uh, forgive me, uh, uh, Jerry, but that's very, high, very unusual. Um, well, I'm glad you couldn't get it onto the slide. <laughs> he, was based, he was based in, yeah, based in Chicago and she, uh, owned a lot of property and his business was in Chicago and it was destroyed in the Great Fire. Uh, so all his business was destroyed as well. So he was... Uh, was a bit bankrupted virtually and then uh, the, the second thing happened thank you gordon good over to you margaret and um, can i just remind everybody lynn unfortunately has uh, struck been struck down with covid so she can't sing today so margaret will lead us on the piano and 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 sing as best she can over to you margaret the rest of us all mute please
Thank you very much. That was lovely. And I invite Rita to unmute. We come to our time of confession. Of course, Lent is a time for stopping and reflecting and being a bit more still. Let's just pause for a moment as we think about what we've just been singing. Christ, the light of the world, has come to dispel the darkness of our hearts. In his light, let us examine ourselves and confess our sins. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in life eternal through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The collect for this week. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, granted by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we sing the remaining three verses. Over to you, Margaret.
to unmute as uh, she uh, reads to us Psalm 27. Psalm, Psalm 27, and I'm reading it from the Good News Bible. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I will fear no one. The Lord protects me from all danger. I will never be afraid. When evil men attack me and try to kill me, they stumble and fall. Even if a whole army surrounds me, I will not be afraid. Even if enemies attack me, I will still trust God. I have asked the Lord for one thing. One thing only do I want, to live in the Lord's house all my life, to marvel there at his goodness and to ask for his guidance. In times of trouble, he will shelter me. He will keep me safe in his temple and make me secure on a high rock. So I will triumph over my enemies around me. With shouts of joy, I will offer sacrifices in his temple. I will sing, I will praise the Lord. Hear me, Lord, when I call to you. Be merciful and answer me. When you said, come and worship me, I answered, I will come, Lord. Don't hide yourself from me. Don't be angry with me. Don't turn your servant away. You have been my help. Don't leave me. Don't abandon me, O oh God, my Saviour. My father and mother may abandon me, but the Lord will take care of me. Teach me, Lord, what you want me to do, and lead me along a safe path, because I have many enemies. Don't abandon me to my enemies who attack me with lies and threats. I know that I will live to see the Lord's great goodness in this present life. Trust in the Lord, have faith, do not despair, trust in the Lord. Thank you, Rosemary, um, lovely psalm. Uh, and I'm gonna invite everybody to mute that's not already muted and invite Gordon to unmute uh, as he brings us his talk. All shall be well, really. Over to you, Gordon. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to stay like this uh, just, just now at the beginning because Jan is going to read a, a poem and then I'll become full screen in a, a second too. Yes, I hope you enjoyed uh, thinking about your favourite poem. I suppose my favourite poem depends on what kind of mood I'm in. And uh, one of my favourites is um, a, a poem by a little uh, by T.S. Eliot um, from his four quartets called Little Gidding. And I'm not going to do analysis of T.S. Eliot. I, 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 I couldn't possibly do that. I find them very 
complex, but that's not the point. It's just something that a thought that he has that I want to share with you this morning. Uh, with, um, and Jan is going to read the, uh, the, the section of the poem. Uh, and if you would just listen to it, don't, don't, um, don't try to you should let the words flow over you and around you. Don't try to understand them literally. I mean, the background is that he was writing this in the, in the war, in the Blitz. And in fact, in September 1940, he had to stop. He, he, he just stopped um, writing it because the uh, London was being hammered uh, uh, in the Blitz. And he, in fact, was, was not at all well. Uh, and so uh, he's clearly distressed and disturbed in this poem. And it comes from his lived experience. And that phrase I'm going to be coming back to on several occasions in, in this, this brief talk. So um, the title refers to a small Anglican community in, in Little Gidding in Huntingdonshire, which was established in the 17th century, uh, but scattered during the Civil War. Uh, and uh, so Jan is going to read, read it to us now. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Through the unknown, unremembered gate, when the last of earth left to discover is that which was the beginning. At the source of the longest river, the voice of the hidden waterfall, and the children in the apple tree, not known because not looked for, but heard, half heard, in the stillness between two waves of the sea. Quick now, here, now, always, a condition of complete simplicity, costing not less than everything, and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. When the tongues of flames are enfolded into the crowned knot of fire, and the fire and the rose are one. Thank you very much, Jan, for, for, for that. And all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. This phrase occurs three times in the poem. Uh, if you take it in isolation, it tends to come across as one of these platitudes suggesting that someone is not facing reality. It even comes across as a bit of a talisman that someone's trying to ward off the evil eye just by, by saying it. But let's look a bit more closely. It's actually a quotation from the writings of Julian of Norwich. Uh, in, in, in 1373, at the age of 30, uh, Julian had a near-death experience in which she said that the lower half of her body had already died and the, the upper half was about to do so when she, when she had a series of 16 visions of Christ who, and, who, and they spoke together. After this, she recovered. She also lived through two periods of plague in which she nearly lost her own life and experienced the deaths of those close to her. Now, she became what was called an anchoress, an anchoress as a result of this. An anchoress, female, anchorite, male. Uh, it, it, it comes from a Greek word, which means to go apart. 
And such people withdraw from the world entirely in order to contemplate God without disturbance. And I mean entirely. They lived in a, in a cell which was attached to a church. And it would generally have two windows, one opening onto the church so that they could receive the sacraments and the other onto the street so that they could receive food and water and converse with those who visited them for counsel. We don't know her real name and we must assume that she was known as Julian of Norwich because her cell was attached to the, the, the wall of the church of St. Julian in the city of Norwich where it can still be visited today. She recorded her experience of the visions in the showings or revelations of divine love, which incidentally is the first book to be written in English by a woman. And it was from this that T.S. Eliot took these lines, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Now, these are not her words. But there are words of Jesus talking to her as he appeared to her in that vision. Now, that vision is not cheap hope that crumbles at the first sign of pain or difficulty. It's in the context of acknowledging the pain and sin in the world that Jesus says to Julian, all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. But what was her response to these powerful words of comfort? Ah, good Lord, she said, how could all things be well because of the great harm which has come through, uh, has come through sin to your creatures? And then she got another response. And she says, and she, wrote, she writes, and so our good Lord answered to all these questions and doubts which I could raise, saying most comfortably in this fashion, I will make all things well. I shall make all things well. I may make all things well. And I can make all things well. And you will see that yourself, that all things will be well. Now, that's fairly comprehensive, isn't it? Very importantly, however, she adds, he said not, thou shalt not be tempested. Thou shalt not be travailed. Thou shalt not be diseased. No, he did not say that. But he said, Thou shalt not be overcome. This was her lived experience. It wasn't pie in the sky when you die. She had experienced it. She had lived in it. And this was how she responded. As did Horatio Spafford in the, the hymn that we've just sung. It is well with my soul. And for David in Psalm 27, because this was his lived experience. As he was surrounded by enemies and and. Saul was very close to killing him on several occasions. And he writes, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then at the end, wait for the Lord. Or as uh, Rosemary said, trust in the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Trust in the Lord. It was Paul's living, lived experience as well. And as he wrote in Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. That's pretty, pretty comprehensive too, isn't it? Wonderful, wonderful. And just as we think about these things, the, the, the all shall be well and, and the lived experience of those who have gone through all sorts of trials and dreadful, dreadful things. And in the context of the, the world in which we live today and our own personal experiences, I'm going to end with a prayer uh, from Julian of, of Norwich herself. God of thy goodness, give me thyself. For thou art enough for me. And I can ask for nothing less that can be full honour to thee. And if I ask for anything that is less, ever shall I be in want. For only in thee have I all. Only in thee have I all. In God's abounding grace, may that be our lived experience too. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gordon. That was wonderful. I wish I could have written it all down. I would try to write some of it, but you covered so much in a very short time. Um, um, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, great. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, I hope you've uh, had, as always, a, a good time together. Um, I'm going to ask you all to, to mute um, as we are coming up to that time uh, where we're going to say our creed. Uh, the whole idea of muting is that you can then say the words in red with Rita when she reads, uh, but then it won't interrupt. So uh, in right. case that abundantly clear already. So over to you uh, uh, to, to uh, unmute uh, Rita. Um, let us affirm our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing. Taking the form of a slave, he was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has raised him on high and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Uh, we are going to think again uh, a wonderful song amazing grace and uh, let's enjoy worshiping the lord with this wonderful song just the first two verses to begin with
we come now to our communion prayer of thanksgiving. And I invite Rita to unmute. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Blessed are you, Lord God, our light and our salvation. To you be glory and praise forever. From the beginning you have created all things, and all your works echo the silent music of your praise. In the fullness of time, you made us in your image, the crown of all creation. You give us breath and speech that with angels and archangels and all the powers of heaven, we may find a voice to sing your praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. How wonderful the work of your hands, O Lord. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embraced a people as your own. When they turned away and rebelled, your love remained steadfast. From them you raised up Jesus, our Saviour, born of Mary, to be the living bread in whom all our hungers are satisfied. He offered his life for sinners, and with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms on the cross. On the night before he died, he came to supper with his friends, and taking bread, he gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ it's risen. Christ will come again. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you. 
and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We receive the bread, the body of Christ broken for you. We receive the wine, the blood of Christ shed for you. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Through him, we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Amen. And now we sing verses three and four of Amazing Grace. Let's pray. Oh Lord God, we do thank you for our time together today. Thank you for one another. Thank you for the gift that we are to each other. Thank you especially for the talk that Gordon has brought to us today, reminding us that no matter what the pressures temptations, trials, sufferings, sadness, loss, and grief we might experience, might feel, that in your great plan, Lord, we can trust that all is well, because Jesus has won the victory over evil, over suffering, and even over death, and has opened way of life for us. We thank you for that sure and certain hope that we have in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. 
we ask you to continue to bless us today with your awareness of your victory for us. And so now may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit rest and abide on each one of us now and forever. Amen. Amen. Stay in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. If you